All right, guys, welcome to the Media Hijack Podcast. I'm your host, Billy Walters, and joining me is Melissa for today. Did you almost want to say Chris? Yes. Because I feel like, okay, I, I feel like I, that was what I was expecting to hear from you. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's pattern. Yeah, it's yeah, a habit. Right. Right, I yes. almost said it. Tenendo was good, man. I'm I'm glad you're here, even though we said we're gonna take a week off. Melissa's like, hey, let me uh, let me fill in uh, Chris's seat. I, was, I said, okay, I'll think about it. Because <laughs> I wasn't gonna do it. <laughs> I was, and then I wasn't. I was like, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> Yo, Chris in the house. Chris is actually airing stuff well in the chat. Well, the reason why Chris. He can't make it because he's doing his second shot. Oh, wait, can I say this live? Yes, I can. I, mean. I got permission. Okay. Um, he's getting his second shot, and I didn't know that the second shot was, like, really powerful. Like, it really messes up people. Yeah. You said the you got your shot. second shot. You got really messed up. Yeah, the second shot. The second shot fucked me up. Yeah, so I didn't know it was, like, strong like that. So then... When Chris hit, I was like, "Really? It's like it's really powerful like that." And then, um, and then I saw a meme about it. I was like, "What the hell?" It, it, there's a meme on it. It's like everybody's getting fucked up. So that's when I was like, "There's a meme." You guys are wild, huh? Yeah, there's a it, meme. Like it's like a comic book, right? Like one one of the frames is, is COVID shot number one, and she's like, "Oh, this is not bad," and it's like the, a regular human or a regular robot or whatever. And then, like, COVID shot number two was, like, a big-ass buff guy that says COVID oh. shot, like, number two. And then on his abs, it says, it says get wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, like, shot number two. I mean, What's up, Bobby? We got Bob in the house. This is going to be, like, a kind of like a spiritual episode. We're going to be talking about dreams. If you guys got good dreams, think about it. Type it in the chat. Because Melissa, she's going she's gonna to cover the dream category. And then after the dream category, I'm going to talk about Reiki healing. And then I'm going to talk about crystals, special crystals. Because we're going to a gym show this Saturday. So we've we got to be prepared for this. Ain't that right, Melissa? That's, that's right. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bob says that's if you're already exposed to it. She says she didn't feel nothing. She's talking about the COVID shot. Because you a robot, Bob. Jeremy told me already. He says you're a robot. If Jeremy's here. Oh, I don't want Jeremy to be in the, the doghouse. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Chris says his arm is a little sore, but nothing serious. That's good. But did he just get it today, right? Yeah. Well, he said when his dad got it, his dad, his dad was cool. So his dad is cool. I think he's, he's going to be okay. My parents were fine, too, but I, I was not fine. So what happened to you? What's your experience? Um, my arm actually didn't hurt, but I was really tired, and I had the chills. Um, I had a fever. I had a headache. I had extreme body ache, um, and then I had <coughs> a body rash. A body? Like oh, a, yeah. That's crazy. Like a heat rash that I had from my, from my neck to my chest, uh, my back. It went down like half of my chest. Um, I think I even got it on my forehead, like around my forehead. So it looked like you were playing like in Poison Ivy. 
kind of. It, was, it was it itchy, itchy though? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I don't that like lasted, being itchy. Um, that, that lasted a shorter amount of time than it did for the first shot. The first shot, I also got the body rash too. Um, and that took three days for it to go away. The second shot, it took the second day to go away. But the third day is when I finally felt better. Damn. Okay, well, that's good. As long as it's not too many days off because I need Chris back in the office next week on Tuesday. Can't take too many days off, you know? No, I had the Moderna. That's how you get fired, Chris. You're not going to fire Chris. If anything, that's Chris will fire you. That's how you get fired, Chris, if you're in the chat. I, I love you, Chris. I wish you were here. I, um, Incubus. I, won't, I won't ever allow him to get fired. Okay, let's get to uh, the chat real quick, and then we're going we're gonna to start in the dreams. Uh, Teneno says, he says he had COVID in the beginning, and that was it. He says his body is too strong for that shit. His, his body is too strong. I believe him. Super strong. Teneno's, uh, Teneno looks healthy. Looks like a healthy dude. I don't know his, his diet, but he, he looks healthy. Bob says they said Moderna had a stronger dose. See, there's too many different vaccine flavors. I don't... I heard stories of people getting Moderna for the first shot, second shot, they got Pfizer. And then now they're trying oh, to sue. you could switch. Uh, so I was like, okay, uh, you guys, this is a whole joke. I didn't think you could switch. <laughs> it's an accident. <clears throat> oh. Yeah. I wish I got Pfizer. <clears throat> stuck. That, that, that's what I got, but oh well. I got Johnson & Johnson. Yeah. Like the baby soap. I don't do mm -hmm. vaccines. Um... Vaccine vapes coming soon. <laughs> I mean, if, if they were living in a movie, all right, like Idiocracy, there would be COVID uh, vaccine vapes. And everybody would be smoking it, you know? That'd be weird. All, it takes, is, be all it takes is one cool-ass monkey to do it. That's not racist. It just came out. Why do you, why do you have to bring monkeys into this? Chris, where are you, man? I, I need you to help me. <laughs> uh, okay, ready? Yeah. All right, we're, we're going to start with the dreams. I'm going to let Melissa take it. Okay. Go for it. So um, are we going to talk about astral projection, too? Yeah, you could, you could start wherever you want. Because both can lead into a long conversation, so I didn't. I would say start with the dreams first, and then we'll lead into astral projection. Okay. Okay. So, I don't know. Okay. So, I, I, what I looked into was lucid dreaming. Um, and I only look, I wanted to actually learn how to lucid dream. Um, so, I've been looking into doing it myself. Um, and I did a lot of research on this lucid dreaming and how you're supposed to do it. Um, it seems pretty simple, um, but the steps to, to prepare yourself to go into a lucid dream um, are very repetitive, it seems like. Wait, so, hold on. What, what exactly is lucid dreaming for people that so, don't know? Right. Okay. So lucid dreaming is um, 
basically being aware that you are in a dream state and taking over your dreams and being in control. So if you are lucid dreaming, you can change objects, you can change the scenery, you can change who you're talking to, what you look like, what that person looks like, literally anything goes. Because that's your dream, right? So it's actually you being aware that you're dreaming, basically. That's what lucid dreaming is. Yeah, you are aware that you are dreaming and you can alter the dream to however wish or however you want to. Um, so I guess I'll go into the what I had found out. So I never really actually re- fully researched lucid dreaming before I decided to want to do it because why not? Um, and I found that there was a study that showed and proved that lucid dreaming can cure uh, having nightmares. Um, I've never heard of anybody wanting to be cured of nightmares. Well, people who suffer from chronic nightmares, like like terrible nightmares that either make them not have, not be able to sleep or lose sleep or just they can't function. Like even that could also help you for for sleep paralysis too, um, but a study did show that the um, once once you're having the exposure to trying to learn how to lucid dream, it cuts your probability of having a nightmare down a lot. So this particular so. study, because you're that, in, never mind. Sorry. But go ahead, my bad. Okay. I didn't um, mean to mess your train up. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so uh, one of the studies that I read about was it included 40 people. It was both men and women from the ages of 18 to 50. And they had uh, suffered like strong nightmares, um, like life-altering nightmares where they can't function in their everyday life because of the nightmares that they have. Um, so 24 of the 40 were taught how to enter the state of lucid dreaming. Mm. All of them were administered into, and I think I'm going to pronounce this correctly. I don't know. I think it's pronounced gestalt group therapy. Uh, How do you Um, spell it? G-E-S-T-A-L-T. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how to pronounce that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Wait, Bob says lucid dreaming wouldn't work um, for sleep paralysis since she says she's trying to wake her ass up and it never works. <laughs> but maybe you're saying like lucid sleep would help prevent future sleep paralysis. It could, yeah. But they also say that it's a risk. So Like lucid, lucid dreaming, dreaming is a risk? Yeah. No, no. Sleep paralysis is a risk of lucid dreaming. Oh... I get sleep paralysis weekly. Weekly? Weekly. At least once or twice a week. But I haven't had it lately. I think the last time I had it was last week. Well. Nothing happened, though. It was just... It was just quiet. I was like, oh, shit. Um, Who's climbing on the roof again? (laughs) They did did mention, though, uh, with sleep paralysis... um, to try to exit it 
like is how? by intentively focusing on a part of the body, such as your finger, or wiggling it. And if you continue the action and moving it in the hand, the arm, or whatever, until the until you're fully awake. See, every time like I'm in sleep paralysis, I do imagine my toes. I wiggle my toes. I wiggle. I try to wiggle my hands. I try to squirm like a caterpillar. <laughs> uh, there's one time where I had sleep paralysis, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna pray to Jesus and see what happened. And I did it right, and I snapped out instantly. And I was like, oh shit. Jesus it's, helped me out. Like, he, he showed up for me, right? So I was like, okay, then I can get out every time. So the next time it happened, right, I prayed to Jesus and God, and nothing happened. I was like, okay, what's going on? It's like a hit or miss, you know? He wasn't there for you. I was like, help, you know? I was like, it was three minutes, five minutes later, I'm still in it. I'm like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> I'll get out eventually. Aaron says lucid dreaming equals the matrix. Yeah, dude. It kind of is. Fucking matrix. In your dream, you could do whatever. Do, learn how to fly. Teach a dragon how to eat. I mean, ride on a dragon. You know. <laughs> I'll ride on the dragon. Bob says by rolling off the bed. So does does the action of trying to roll off the bed is that what snaps you out of the sleep paralysis? I guess that's what she was trying to say. But here's one time where I had sleep paralysis, where I I literally fucking walked to the kitchen in complete darkness. And I'm like, where's the light switch? Right? Mm -hmm. So then I'm walking, like, in the living room, complete darkness. And I'm like, okay, where's the light switch? And then, boom, like, I snapped out of it. I'm back in bed. So I think I did astral project. For a little bit, a split second. I forgot about that. I did it. I did astral reject. Fuck. That also could be part of lucid dreaming. No, I was in my house. Right. I was so walking. Could, yeah, I think I was walking outside the, outside my body. Yeah, I did that. Oh, fuck, that's crazy. I just thought about that. So that I, is wild. Yeah, so I, I, I can say I did astral reject. Yeah? How did it feel? It felt real. It felt like I was really walking, like, in the living room, because I thought I was awake. But I was like, damn, where's the light switch? So dark. But you weren't aware of it. At the time, it felt real. Until you, I went back into my... you thought you were awake. Yeah. It felt like I was awake. And then when I went back to my body, I was like, I was like, holy shit, I wasn't, I wasn't there? You know, I was like, that felt so real. Bob says, I had sleep paralysis and I saw myself. That's astral projection. Because they're saying, like, with sleep paralysis, once you get in sleep paralysis, it's easier for you to do, like, astral projection. Because that's when you, you can really pull yourself out your body. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can sleep, if you can have sleep paralysis, you can, you can pretty much astral project. Yep. It's easier for you. Yeah, it is. Would I, like, imagine myself, like, um, I told this long time ago in the old podcast where I was saying, like, to astral project, if you get sleep paralysis, just, like, imagine, like, a rope above your body, and then pull it on the rope. Mm-hmm. You'll pull yourself out your body. That's if you want to fucking walk around your house. And try That's, to turn on light switches in your kitchen. 
Yeah. No, I'll do that in somebody else's house, kitchen. Maybe you were trying to go in your kitchen to, like, you know, get something to eat. Yeah, next time I'll go to Elon's Musk house. You can go anywhere. I'm going to write the address down before I go to sleep. I'll write down Elon Musk address, put it under my pillow. Uh, Then when I astral project, I'll just look at the address and then just visit him. You don't even need the address. You'll just say, bring me to Elon Musk. No, there could be like 10 people named Elon Musk. (laughs) Then get specific, you know? Yeah, they'll send me to like Africa or something. (laughs) That's where he's from, by the way, if you guys don't know that. Fun fact. I know. Back back to dreams. My bad. Anyway, um, so in this study, these people were given the way to, to lucid dream. Um, and they found that at the end of it, I don't know how long it took for them to do this study. They didn't specify <clears throat> that. Uh, but at the end, people went from having nightmares from two to three times per week to two to three times per month. So that's a pretty drastic difference of how many nightmares people have, especially if they're that awful. So this is like a, a sleep study? Yeah. Where, where are they doing the sleep study at? I don't know. It doesn't say. It doesn't specify where it was done. Do you think like it was done like in like a, a medical university or something? Or was it done in somebody's garage? I'm sure it was actually done properly. I don't think it was done not properly. It was, it, was, it was conducted in 2006, so it was kind of fairly recent. That's about 14 years ago, give or take. Wow. My math might be off, but I know it's more than 10 years. Bob said, at a sleep center. You know, I actually made an appointment at a sleep center to study my sleep because I think I have sleep apnea. Really? So I can get one of those machines that breathe for me. So I can, you know, be you like... be Darth Vader? No, like I could be like a like a fighter jet pilot. <laughs> a fighter jet pilot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might look like one, but you'll sound like Darth Vader. That's cool. I know, I'm going to cool. take this turn, guys. And then you know how they take turns and then you feel all the G-forces and shit? Yeah. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I want to feel. In your sleep, you're, so then you're going to like just think of yourself as a uh, fighter pilot, you know? Yeah, but like Iron Man style. Yeah. Flying mm-hmm. with the jets, but then taking like a left turn, looking so cool. Right? right? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Whatever makes you happy. <laughs> I'm going to be flying. Bob says you got to <laughs> clean it every day. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure because I might be sweating in that shit. Yeah, no, you do have to And in tears, too, because I was like, oh, I'm in so much pain. My parents have that, both of them. Damn. It's like a fighter jet, like one of those uh, those plane wars. Jet. Yeah, what they call the plane wars? Dogfight, yeah. So your parents, they have the dogfights, like, every night? <laughs> yeah. <sure. laughs> it's like, damn, we're at, like, a damn, like, uh, <laughs> like the, one of those jet shows and shit. <laughs> What they call those you jet know, shows? Air air shows. Uh, yeah, like yeah. air show. So every time your parents sleep, it's like an air show. I don't think they think of it like that, but sure. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes a specific kind of water, too. It doesn't take normal water. Wait, hold on. You got to put water in it? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what creates, like, the oxygen or what? 
Okay, yeah, whatever helps you breathe. <clears throat> I don't know the specifics about it. I know that my parents always have to get a kind of water. It's a red label, and I forget what kind of water water it is. It's not normal spring water. It's like, I'm sure somebody, I'm sure Chris or Bob will know. But. Yeah, look it up, please, Bob. What kind of special water they put in the machines that make people breathe for sleep apnea? I'm pretty sure it's like, uh, like a sanitized type of water that's been purified. Yeah, it's not meant for drinking. Oh, Bob says it's D water, D-I water. What does that stand for? Like deoxidize? Deoxidize water? Deoxidize. That's a big word. Dionize. See? I was close. <laughs> oh. I was close. <laughs> Let me just scientist clock in real quick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was close, but you had to give me a little credit, you know? Billy Aaron says, uh, I mean, not Aaron. Uh, Chris says, <laughs> <laughs> Chris says, Bob smart as fuck. Good thing we got Bob in the chat. She can look up this shit real fast. But maybe she already yeah. had that in the back of her head. She probably already knows because she's smart. She's yeah. so smart. She's like a library. Her nickname is Wikipedia. <laughs> back to dreams. Dream uh, sleep labs. Dreams. So, let's see. Um, so, you want to know what makes a lucid dream? A lucid dream? A dream, a lucid dream, actually, is what I meant to say, not... What makes a lucid dream a lucid dream? Yeah, I didn't want to say that. I meant what makes a dream a lucid dream is being aware of the dream state. You're also aware of the capacity to make decisions. You're aware of memory functions. You're aware of yourself. You're aware of the dream environment and the meaning of the dream and your awareness of concentration and focus. So that is what makes it a lucid dream, which is <clears throat> a lot. So in lucid dreams, when people realize they have these dreams, right? Uh-huh. Are they able to summon, like, weapons? Like, let's say, oh, I want a big-ass sword. I think the could idea is... The idea is, yes, they could. Because it's a dream. They know If they know that they're dreaming, then they could, should be able to do whatever they want. I was as long thinking, as that. I was thinking, like, once they realize they're dreaming, right? Mm -hmm. They know it's a dream, and then they start killing people in their dream. Would that be a reflection on their personality in this world? I mean, I would think so. What I wouldn't. I feel like if I were to to lucid dream, I wouldn't want to go there to murder people because to me it would feel too real. So in my real wake life, mm -hmm. I'm not going to go outside and murder people. Right. I'd never do anything in my dream that I wouldn't do in real life. Like join the army. I had a dream that I joined the military and I was like, fuck, I fucking regret it so bad. It felt so real. And then I woke up. It's like, thank God I didn't join the military. <laughs> <laughs> it was so crazy. Bob says when I lucid dream, it doesn't feel real because I'm making things happen. So it's like I'm awake, but not really sleeping. So when I do wake up, I feel like I lost sleep. Hmm. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Because you already feel like it's real life. So. When you wake up, you're like, hey, man, I was actually awake the whole time in my yeah. lucid dream doing shit. So I didn't get my full sleep. Right. You didn't get to recharge. So you just woke up tired. 
Chris says, when I lose a dream, I know it's not real. That's how I can control everything. Yeah, Chris be having some lucid-ass dreams. But Chris does in his lucid dreams. Yeah, what are you doing there? He, he always tell me he's flying and shit. Really? Chris is like Neo in his dreams. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, me, I'm shopping at a grocery store and shit. I'm like, man, I got to get groceries again. I have like the lamest dreams ever. <laughs> I've had some weird ass dreams too, where it's just, especially the work. I feel like my work dreams are the worst. Dreaming that I have to work or deal with clients or deal with like getting robbed at work is just not something I want to have to deal with. That's crazy. I, just, it, I wake up feeling exhausted. Yeah, because you went through that stress. Yeah. That stress of getting robbed in your dream. And you're like, hey, man, I'm just trying to sleep. Yeah, you just know? leave me alone. <laughs> I had a dream one time where my brother, he killed everybody in the family. And he was going to kill me next. But the crazy thing about it, he killed everybody with a sword. I literally watched him stab my brother with a, a samurai sword in my mom's kitchen. You. I was, I was like, going to ask you to specify what kind of sword. <laughs> yeah, it was like a samurai sword. And he just stabbed my other brother in the stomach in the kitchen. I was like, dude. And I saw his face. It looked the same, like how we look at him today. The expression never changed. I was like, dude, you're cold-blooded, man. He's a killer. You're cold-blooded. We call him Fat Man as a nickname. I gave him that nickname like 20 years ago. It just stuck with him. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. Maybe he's he doesn't like that nickname. Maybe. And then he you got lucky though. So he did. better stab me first for starting it. <laughs> Cause I don't want to watch you guys die. Watch out, it's gonna kill you guys too. But then he just only killed me, that'd be fucked up. Chris says he sleeps better, to be honest, when it's lucid dreaming. Mostly flying and saving people. Well oh, Chris is like a superhero in his dream. And fighting wow. super villains. Damn. That's interesting. You got villains in your dreams? That's crazy. So, Chris, is that something that you really want to be doing in your dream? Is just basically being a, a Superman, essentially? Maybe. Curious. I would think so. Yeah. That's what it sounds that like. Might if that's be, how every, th every lucid dream that he has is like that, then, he, then you know... Maybe that's what he truly wants <clears throat> in life is to be like Superman. Hey, we can make it happen, Chris. We got to get yeah. we're, we're going to get I'm going to get a couple crystals this weekend that can help you transition over to like superhero state. But we'll talk about crystals later cuz I mean Terry he he got me on this one crystal and I'm so like infatuated with it now. I'm trying to learn everything. Chris says, "Yeah, he's like he likes helping people." Hell yeah. Maybe that's your your dream time to try to tell you that you need to to do that in real life. Then, not yeah. not essentially being maybe like a Superman, but doing, doing it on some like some kind of line of work that helps people. Mm, I think they're telling you to visit the soup kitchen, Chris, in Atlanta. Well, there's so many ways you can help people now. It's so they make it convenient for you to help people. It's it's up yeah. to you if you really want to help people. I mean, really, almost everybody helps people. Every occupation kind of helps people yeah. in some sort of way. Even if you're just giving advice or anything, you're helping somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Even, Even like job. this podcast. 
I know we give some we give some good advice sometimes on this podcast. I know it helps some people. Chris says you want to be Superman. I don't blame you. That'd be pretty cool to know Superman. I want when when you become Superman, could you pick me up first? Like carry me like a baby, and then like Lois Lane. I'd be like, hey man, can I go to New York? I haven't been there. Just fly me up there and shit. But hold hold me, and then I I hold I'll hold you by the neck. You know. Exactly, like like you're gonna be Lois Lane. Yeah, yeah, I'll be Lois Lane. You're gonna be Chris's Lois Lane. That's cool. I get a free ride to New York. You know, I don't gotta pay for nothing, no tax or nothing. Nothing, and you get a nice view on the way. Yeah, then. Superman, like I'm pretty sure he's like really strong, so it's like it's like a rock holding me. Cause like I, stone, I, meant, I would imagine yeah. he feels like a stone, but a soft stone, cause he's still, you still, he's still organic. It's what I would imagine. Um, shit, what's his name? The Rock. No. John Cena. No. Ew, no. Um. Um. Uh, Randy Orton. No. <laughs> Brock Lesnar? No, no, not not any wrestler. Something Momoa? Yes, Jason Momoa. That's Jason what I would Momoa. imagine Jason Momoa to feel like. Jason like Momoa is overrated. Solid man. Oh, but he's so sexy, I don't care. He he's a wife beater. How about that? I'm just playing, that's just rumor. I made that up. <laughs> I yeah. bet you he is a very sweet husband to his wife. On paper, yeah. And on the internet. And behind the doors, <laughs> he might be something different. You know, that's why you never judge a book by its cover. That's true. Yeah. But still you never put sexy. any celebrity like above anybody else. They're normal. They they beat up people too. Yeah. That's <laughs> normal big muscles. But I'm sure he's a he's a nice guy. He seems normal. Yeah, he seems fun. I bet you that's how The Rock feels though too. I would. The Rock is a dickhead. I mean. <laughs> I used to work with him. <laughs> it's oh, funny because okay, I, I did work with him. Mm-hmm. You're just bitter because he probably didn't say anything to you. No, he's bitter because I didn't say anything to him. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was focused on Paul Walker. It's true. Paul Walker's better anyway. Vin Diesel's right. a dickhead, but back to I Dreamland. Would, I would... Uh, Imagine he is a dickhead. He's short too. Like he looks big on TV, but he's a short man. Well, I'm sure compared to The Rock, he is. No, compared to me. Oh. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, All right. <laughs> dreamland. Dreams. So, do you want to start lucid dreaming? Mm-hmm. All right. So the first step you want to do to bring yourself to want a lucid dream is to write down your dreams. So every morning or every moment you wake up and you remember a dream, grab your notebook, grab your phone, and write that bitch down. That's what I do all the time. Me too. <clears throat> if I remember my dream clearly, I even had a dream about Bob that I wrote down too. Let me look at my notes real quick. But uh, I write, I've been writing down my dreams like for the past month now, and I had one about Bob. Let me just pull it up real quick. You can continue while I find it. Oh, okay. Um, so writing your dreams down will help you remember your dreams. So it make you more conscious that you um, are dreaming. <laughs> and then 
What you also want to do at the same time is before perform reality checks. Oh. And okay, I can't tell this dream. Never mind. It's too weird. <laughs> but go ahead. No. Sorry, Bob. <laughs> this one, it might be a little too personal. <laughs> okay. Um, so you want to perform a reality check, right? And uh, what they describe as what a particular reality check could be is like take your two fingers and put them on your palm and then you see that you're resisting it right mm -hmm. and that is making you aware that you are in awake and this is reality. when you're sleeping right no this is your daily waking life oh when you wake up you put your two fingers on your hand when you wake up or even throughout the day like you're it's 12 o'clock you're just sitting at your desk doing nothing or walking around doing nothing put your finger in your palm and if you get oh. the resistance then you're awake and that's your reality check so do that every day to where it's like so if you do it every day right you get the habit of doing it so mm -hmm. when you're sleeping you would do that also right because you're yeah. oh that's such a good idea yeah and you want to train your body and your mind to remember to do that so then mm. if you are dreaming your finger is going to go like through your palm because your brain isn't going to, oh, you know, shit. To, I would, to push it back. The day I do finally lucid dream, it's over. It's right? over. I'm, I'm going to rent a tank in my dream. Watch out, everybody. I'm going to run everybody over. Yep. Sin Fizz, what's good, dude? He says, oh, lucid dreaming is fun. A good reality check. You can get used to checking your watch every hour. Because the clock mm -hmm. and dreams are usually weird. Yes. I was also going to mention that. one <laughs> thing about dreaming, like the time difference, right? Yep. Like yep. yesterday, well, maybe a few days ago I was dreaming, right? It felt like a long dream, but it was only like 30 minutes in real time. But it yep. felt like eight hours. So yep. like with you guys, is it opposite? Like eight hours in dreamland, does it, would it be like 10 minutes in real life? For or those is of it, you who lose the dream. Right? Yeah, like for you, for example, normal dream. Like for it feels like a long dream, dream, but then you wake up like, oh shit, that was only like 10 minutes. Oh yeah, all the time. So that's, okay. So the time is, the time runs slower in dreamland. It seems like it. Slower or faster? No, faster. They run faster in dream time. But yeah, because it feels yeah, like yeah, you, yeah, can just, you're right, yeah. you can have like a whole day and only like 10 to 30 minutes go by. Yeah, because one time I think I, I told you guys this story last week or something where I used to work like in an office where, you know, we're like we were literally in cubes and shit. And the job was so boring, right, where I actually fell asleep with my eyes open, heard myself snoring and having a dream all at the same time. <laughs> And you had a dream. And I had a dream. That was the craziest shit, right? I heard myself snoring. <laughs> and I was like, I, when I got out, I was like, these people heard, I, like, they heard me snoring. <laughs> Nobody said nothing. I was like, I was like, I, I got to get the fuck out of here. I can't work here like this. It was torture. It was like my brain was even melted. Do you, did you recognize that your eyes were open? Yes. I saw okay. everything and then I saw my dream and everything. It was so crazy. <laughs> I had something similar to that once in high school during a class that I didn't like. 
And the teacher, everybody always would try to sleep during that class, but the teacher was such a dick that even if you put your head on your arm, like, you know, to rest it or something like that, he would just, like, point you out. Oh, shit. So I trained myself to sleep with my eyes open. (laughs) Damn, you trained yourself. Yeah, because that stupid-ass class. (laughs) (laughs) I can't fall asleep in class. Because you're in class. There's too much people there. Yeah, but uh, Bob says, "Oh, she wanted she want to know about her dream." I'll tell you guys about it after I take a little break. Uh, let's see. Chris said, "I had a full blown movie dr- dream in five minutes, in five minutes real time." So time do go by faster in Dreamland because he had a whole, he had a whole three four hour movie Lord of the Rings style, and it was just five minutes real time. That's wild. San Fizz says, "When you are dreaming, one part of your brain is." producing the experience while the other part is actually experiencing the dream that's that's pretty deep that's some where'd you get that from is that people talk like that that's that's a thing right your so your your brain is pretty much playing a movie for you and then your other part is experiencing the movie just like our reality imagine we're in a dream right now a you highly, a wait. highly advanced dream. You got to do the reality check. Oh, oh wait. so, no, uh, so even, uh, you guys haven't. This is like your imagination. This is my imagination of what's going on right now. So you guys are part all, of my imagination. You guys are all fake. But what no if offense. we all are having the same imagination? That oh you my are? God! We might all be having the same experience, and none of this is real. Is that crazy? That is crazy. Well, I'm gonna take a quick break, and then we'll okay. we'll jump back. And I'm gonna tell everybody about Bob's dream, so nobody gonna okay. worry. All right, guys. Hola, what's up? That was fast, right? Super fast. Super fast. All right, I'm I'm gonna tell you guys Bob's dream that I had about Bob. This was a uh, August August ninth, two thousand one. So Bob in the dream. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Yeah. Did you say August 9th, 2001? No, 2000, 2021. Oh, This okay. was this year. It's happening okay. in August. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I did say 2001, huh? <laughs> I heard 2001, <laughs> but I didn't know. Maybe yeah. I misheard. <laughs> okay, so in the dream, Bob, she was telling us about her ex, right? She said she wanted to hear the story. I said it might be personal. But uh, <laughs> she was telling us about her ex-boyfriend. She said that he was an inside man like in her family community, right? And he was getting info, like, on our family. Like, he was, they were talking shit about her, and he was the inside man, and he gave her all the information that our family was saying about Bob. What? And they were saying, they were saying, like, Bob has a pretty face, but she was weird. (laughs) This was my dream. I was like, damn, they call you weird, Bob? (laughs) (laughs) That's rude. Yeah, but that was basically the dream. Like her ex-boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend was like an inside man, and he gathered all the information, and then he told us about it. Wild, right? That was the premise of like the whole dream. We we're just that was it. It was like we're gossiping in the in the living room. I was like, damn, Bob, you crazy? They think so you're, you're crazy like that. You were gossiping about Bob in your dream. Yeah. I wonder how Bob feels about this. It's probably worse in real life. <laughs> uh, let me get to the chat real quick and then we'll, we'll go to uh, the dream 
Sinfiz says, when you're a dream... Oh, wait, I read that. <laughs> Bob says, and I'm, dream of, I'm dreaming of eating soup right now. What? <laughs> you crazy? Sinfiz says, I've been doing lucid dreaming since 2007. So I learned a lot about dreams since then. That's wild, dude. So yeah. you're like a veteran. He's like a pro. It's like a fucking three-stripe pro-veteran lucid dreamer. <laughs> he knows it all. He knows everything. Back to the dreamland. You guys like the dream um, about Bob? That's cool, right? That's funny. That was kind of funny. <laughs> so uh, as far as lucid dreaming, I, that's all I really had for it. Okay, so we're getting into astral projection. And that one's also a short one. So, but I find that astral traveling is so wild and interesting that I want to do it again, too. So I've had my own, like, very brief moment of astral projection. Explain, like, what exactly is astral projection so people can get an idea. So astral projection is also considered to be, like, an out-of-body experience. Um, It's... It's a way for your, essentially your soul to, to leave your physical body <coughs> and travel amongst the world or the universe. Um, and my experience that I had was, I didn't even know that I was trying to do it. I actually was just meditating and I was laying in bed and I just remember seeing my body in bed, but I was at the very far corner of my room at that time. And it was like the same exact time too. Like the windows were open. It was nice and sunny out and I could hear like the birds, but I was out of my body and I could see my body laying on the bed. And then I think at that moment I was just so like, um, a little freaked out, but also amazed at the same time that it just like snapped me awake. So I didn't really do anything else other than that. So do you think um, like you really actually saw yourself outside your body? I, I think I did. I remember looking at myself. <laughs> hmm. So when did it, you do was, this? Was this recent? No, this was probably six, seven years ago. Oh, damn. So you that was when probably did it accidentally? I, I think so. I, without realizing that I was doing that. That also was when I had just started really learning about meditation. Um, and I only briefly knew about astral projection. That's wild. Yeah. What so, else about like astral projection? So what I had found out is obviously astral projection is known amongst many cultures. And has been around for a long, very long time. Um, for the one of the cultures that I read about was the biblical and mythical culture. So a biblical and mythical. Yeah. So like the biblical, biblical. Sorry, mm-hmm. biblical. What was the other Bible. word though? Mythical. Oh, mythical. Mi- mythical. Yeah. Mi- mythical. 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 <laughs> Damn, I can't say words, man. <laughs> I gotta um, read the dictionary so more. In, in biblical culture, 
the body is attached to a physical body by means of a, of a psychic silver cord. Um, the silver cord being a metaphor comparing a body to a machine. Um, basically, the silver cord being the spine. Oh, and I feel like this this is very much so what we still know how astral projection works today. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's very common. Um, the other culture that I read about was the Japanese mythology um, in, relates, in relation to astral projection. But in, in Japanese mythology, they call it... I'm going to try not to, to fuck this up. I think it's pronounced... Hold on, I have to hear it. I think it's pronounced Iriku. Iriku. Ikirio. Oh, Ikirio. Ikirio. It almost sounds like Ikirio. Like two eyes. (laughs) Ikirio. Yeah. Um, That's what they call it? What's what's the the definition of that? So it is a disembodied spirit that leaves the body of a living person... And haunts other people or places, sometimes across great distances. Mm. Right? Like so, the old hag syndrome. What is that? <laughs> That's when an old lady sits on your chest and scares you because you deserved it. Oh. <laughs> she sits at like the foot of your, your, your foot and, you know, hugs you, sits on your chest. They call it the old hag syndrome old hag syndrome that sits on your feet and hugs you? Yeah, it sits on your chest. That's where you get the sleep paralysis. Oh, yeah. okay. I never had a, an experience like that ever in sleep paralysis. Where somebody's sitting on your chest? Yeah, never. Really? Really. I find, I would think that would be common. Yeah, you not feel for like me you though. You move, right? Yeah. So I would think that it would feel like somebody's just sitting on you. You would think, but I never had no experience where anything was on my chest because I'm a side sleeper. So, um, the cr- the craziest thing that ever happened in sleep paralysis for me was uh, we were living, I was living in Ellenwood. Oh, yeah, you don't know it. But Ellenwood is kind of like the hood a little bit. But when we were living there, the worst time where it happened was I heard, like, a guy at the edge of my bed where my foot was at in chains. Like, he had chains on him. You know, like, he uh, was, there was chains attached to his arm or his leg. And it, it sounds like a big dude. I was like, who the fuck is in the bedroom, right? And then he runs across, like, the bedroom from the foot all the way. He worked up his way to the side of the bed. And then I could feel his head right next to my ear. And then he starts mumbling, like, gibberish. Oh. Like, gibberish, gibberish, gibberish. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then goosebumps, like, all over my body. And then at the same time, I heard kids outside playing, like, playing in the playground. But it's, like, 3 in the morning. That was the craziest time I ever had sleep paralysis, where I physically felt the dude next to my ear. Do you think it was like a demon? Maybe. Or an evil entity? Yeah. Like a lost soul or something that's trying to scare me? See, something. This, is where, this is where astral projection is kind of scary to me, and it kind of brings me back to Insidious. So, the movie. Yeah, the movie, the yeah. horror movie Insidious, where... And insidious, the the child has doesn't realize that he's astral projecting, but he he gets lost in this realm and is in a coma. Then a coma, you know. 
what they believe to be in a coma. But he's lost because, and then he ends up getting like held captive by this like Darth Maul looking demon. Um, but his dad has to go and astral project into the same world or universe or wherever he is. I think it's like some sort of plane where like maybe he got stuck in like the lower plane. Um, and then to grab and save his son and then bring him back to his body so then he wakes up. Mm. But the kid doesn't realize that what he's doing. He's just, it's just being done. Like, normal. That was Insidious 1, the first one? That was in the first Insidious, but at the same time, then there's also spirits, like lost spirits that are trying to get to his actual living body to take over it because they're they're basically lost souls. Hmm. So you think yeah, like that, that movie has a lot to do with astral projecting? Oh yeah, definitely. I watched that movie. I didn't. I had no idea. I mean, I don't know if it's entirely possible for that to happen, but that's my only fear with astral projection is to me anything is possible now. You know. Oh yeah. Anything with the possible is possible. That's why when they say impossible. There's somebody that's saying, okay, you're saying it's impossible. I'm going to prove it to you. It's always going to be that one guy. Always. They're like, oh, no, that's possible. And then the dude is like, somebody said impossible? Let's prove it. Yeah. Let's make it possible. That's the world we live in. You can read uh, Bob's comment. You got to have a better speaking voice than me or a reading voice. Okay. Uh, so Bob said, I think the craziest thing I had was when I was little... And I had a lot of sleep paralysis. I had one astral projection where I saw myself laying on a ghost and he was stroking my hair while I was asleep. Oh my god. The fuck? <laughs> that is creepy. And especially so to Bob have that when you're little. Comes out of nowhere with these crazy Poor ass Bob. dreams I never heard of. That's wild. Yeah. What do you think of that? That's scary. <laughs> so that kind of is similar to like Insidious. Only this kid is not wanting to be there. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> you fucking crazy. I mean, I doubt <laughs> God damn. So it's just stroking your hair while you're sleeping. That's, oh, that's wild creepy. because uh, Bob did say like when we first moved here, right? And then when we first, like my parents first got the house, Bob says she had a dream of like a burned victim sitting next to her in her bed. Explain that dream, Bob. I, I know you know what I'm talking about. She a says, burn victim? Yeah, that came to visit her. Something weird about Bob, like I can't say about anybody else, like every time we have somebody in the family like pass over, Bob would have a dream where the person who passed over would visit her in her dream. She has connection then to the spirit realm in, in that sense. Like maybe kind of like the spirits who are lost or haven't moved on yet kind of come to her or maybe they have moved on and maybe that that burn victim lived that in <clears throat> in the place that you moved to yeah i was thinking that too that's wild that's crazy how she has like that type of connection because she doesn't really talk to the people that pass away like that like for example like um i don't know if he's our uncle or something but he's a part of the family but it's like we weren't like we don't talk to him like that, Bob, and he passed away like right when we we visit my 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 cousin in L.A. Right, 
They rushed him to the hospital. Like, I think a couple of days where we were there, they rushed him to the hospital, and then he passed away. And I was like, oh, shit, that's crazy. Right during our, our vacation. Uh, then Bob said he she had a dream of him visiting her in her dream. I was like, what? I was like, you, you barely know him. Why do they always visit you? She's a medium. She might be, and she, she might be sleeping in real life. Like, you know, blocking it, you know? You think yeah. so? Maybe yeah. she has like a higher purpose. Maybe that is her purpose. Just to sleep and dream of stuff? No, it was to <laughs> have a connection to the spirits that yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, have maybe passed on to send messages. Or... Maybe she needed to be a medium. Maybe. I bet you anything like with her job, she might have some freaky experience where she's going to be like, you know what? I have to change my career path. Right? Like, let's say she have some crazy experience where she's like, you know what? I have to do something different. This is not my true calling. That'd be wild, right? I'd be like, holy shit. She super woke up. She super woke up. up. (laughs) She's never going to sleep again. (laughs) I got to make a sticker like that. Just says super woke up. (laughs) It doesn't, like, the English is fucked up, too. Super woke up. Super woke up. I like it. Can we get a grammar check, please? (laughs) You should make a grammar check sticker, too. (laughs) Bob says they wanted to see their old room. She's... Speaking about that, uh, I was talking about that burn victim, like in the, the the house my parents moved in. That's fucking crazy. So let's say like they didn't get burned up in the house, but they used to live there. They moved away, and let's say they happened to be in a tragic accident where they were burned up, and then they wanted to visit their old house where they grew up, and then Bob happens to be in the room that they grew up in. Maybe they've always wanted to visit the room, but no one was there that they could connect with to show them the room. So then Bob comes in, who has a connection to the spirit realm. And, yeah. You know. They're like, oh, shit. She has like the fucking. She's like a medium. We can feel her energy. Let's go visit her because she's not going to freak out. You know, because yeah. maybe they just visit people that they know that's that's going to be chill about it. That isn't going to freak out. Yeah, because that house is old, too. Like, uh, I remember, like, when I was a kid over there, and I know how many steps are in the house, right? And I would, sometimes I couldn't sleep. I would be the only one awake, and I can hear cracks in the, in the steps of the house. And when I heard the first crack, I was like, I was like, who the fuck is that? That's nobody. So then, yeah, I hear the second crack. I was like, oh, shit, there's a ghost coming up the stairs. So I count... All the steps, right? I was like, okay. I said, if he gets to eight, that's the end of the stair step. And if I don't hear another crack, he's on the same floor as me. (laughs) You know? And then it goes up to the eighth step. I never heard another crack. And I would freak out. In that house. Crazy, right? I think I told Chris about this. Did you feel like the house was haunted in a negative way? Like, not negative, because we never had anything crazy happened but i knew something is in the house like a spirit is in there that's not our people was it an old house yeah it was like built in like when was it built bob it's pretty old like world war ii house well my house is a world war ii house that's when it was what's that orb behind you oh never mind 
<laughs> Yo, don't say that shit. <laughs> you this room, the, actually, you got the is real where Gettysburg address house. I I don't live that. I mean, I live like in two hours. No, it's about an hour, a little over an yeah. hour away from Gettysburg. That's pretty wild. Um, I mean, this house I've heard things, but I also attested to my neighbors because they're both attached on either side. So. Oh yeah, so that would but cancel out room, anything. This room, I've had like wisps, like things fly by that just don't look like <clears throat> like flies or like little particles of dust. I don't know. This like room in real life, you would see that. Or are you yeah, talking about it. like captured on camera? I captured it on camera and I've seen it. Oh, in real life. With my own eyes. Hmm. That's interesting. Yes. You think if you had a whole bunch of batteries like at your place, right? Like you can actually give them all that energy and then they Maybe. can show themselves. I mean, I do have a lot of obviously electronics in this room. I do have one thing that's battery. This is Bell battery operated, but nothing really else. It's just a lot of things that are plugged in. <laughs> mm. So I think they just pick and choose whenever they want to show up and stuff, you know, try to make yeah. their presence known. Yeah, it doesn't feel negative or bad. Well, then it's good. Even if it's there or not, if they don't fuck with you like that, like you're okay. Yeah. Think of it as yeah. like a guardian of your house, you know? Yeah. Definitely. That's what I always think. Like every house has a guardian. Oh, yeah. That protects your house. Like, basically the protects previous you. owners. Yeah. If they know you're not doing no fucking crazy hood shit, you know, like running like a, <laughs> a brothel or something, they'd be like, cool, we're going to protect this house. I'm going to let you read the chat. I got to go wash my hands real quick. Okay, that's weird, but sure. And you get to talk um, to those guys. Okay. Um, where did you leave off? I think he left off by saying you never want to check the history of the house, Bob. Um, so in your current home, if you're in the living room, you'll hear stuff up on your second floor. Your room had lots of many bugs. Oh, ladybugs. Oh, ladybugs. So ladybugs are awesome. I feel like what's so special, though, about ladybugs? I'm back. Aren't they, aren't they meant to, like, protect protect things ladybugs I feel like there's, yeah. Uh, yeah i always thought that the, having a ladybug in your house was a good thing yeah ladybugs are a sign of like luck like uh something good is happening like no. uh that's why i don't kill ladybugs like if it flies on me i'd be like oh shit i'm i'm getting blessed by you know something from another reality saying hey this ladybug is a sign of something so pay attention to you know the signs and follow it mm -hmm. we're trying to give you a sign that's what i yeah. think like ladybugs are for yeah bob say she says they're good omen yeah for sure ladybugs oh. you don't see a ladybug and step on that shit they'd be like hey we're trying to send you a fucking message don't kill the messenger <laughs> <laughs> so i think of like ladybugs as like a like a sign of something good coming and then just pay attention to everything i haven't seen a ladybug in a long time <laughs> you're gonna see one tonight watch and then I when doubt. you see it, when you see it, write it down, and then we'll talk about it next week. Okay. <laughs> like if it happens. I don't think it's gonna, but sure. I hope it does. We can manifest that shit. Let's get two ladybugs there, you know, to make it official. Yeah. When you see two, you'd be like, "Oh shit, spirit world, I see you." I see you. I see you, <laughs> spirit world. 
Yeah. What else about astral projection? Um, there is a theosophical, which is a religion. I don't know if you heard of this religion, theosophical. Is that a dinosaur religion? <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> no, it's a it's a spiritual kind of religion. Um, here, I looked it up. Is it like in a certain region of the of the world, or is this like a, a worldwide? It was religion? established in the United States in the late nineteenth century. United um, States established a religion that's not Scientology, <laughs> right? That is wild. And their beliefs are, um, they teach that the purpose of human life is spiritual emancipation and claims that the human soul undergoes reincarnation upon bodily death according to a process of karma. That sounds like real life, like what's going on, but they try to put it in their own religion like that. Yeah. Because this is a very common belief in many religions. Their symbol, though, is a little weird. What does it, it look you. like? Here, I'll send it to you. You can you can describe it for the for the listeners. Um. So, it looks like it looks like a snake eating its tail. Oh, and I've seen then, this. And then in the top of it, it looks like the Nazi symbol, the swastika. And then um, I'm going to send it to I you I never now. said that. That's wild. Yeah. And then inside of the circle of the snake is, um, I believe it's like the Star of David. Uh, That's it's a, a wild logo. I'm trying to imagine it in my head. I just sent it to you. Um, one, two, What's the name three. of the logo so the people that's listening, they can just look it up real quick? Uh, the... The religion is Theos. Theosaurus. Oh, no. <laughs> the- <laughs> Theosophy? Theosophy? So Theosophy. So you guys can the- look that up. And- wow, so it's a snake eating its tail, and then on the top it looks like a Nazi symbol, and in the middle of the snake looks like a Star of David. Yeah, and then on top of that you see the... Um- what is that? It looks A pyramid, right, for Illuminati? <laughs> No, it's not the pyramid. It seems like they got everything. I know. (laughs) They got the Nazi. They got the Star David. They got the snake. Snake represents like It looks like some like Egyptian thing in the middle. Oh, like a a hieroglyph. Yeah, Yeah. and then like the Indian for, uh, not the Indian. um, I guess Bob says write the spelling in the chat. (laughs) Oh. So like an Indian type of symbol, like in the middle of the snake. That's that's a wild logo. They're trying to fit every single religion and belief from all over around the world. They got the Nazi Germans. They got the Egyptians. The Jewish (laughs) Star David. That's wild. You see what it says around the snake? It says there is no religion higher than truth. That's as far as the realest shit you can ever say. <laughs> That's the realest shit. There's no higher religion than the truth. Fuck. Yes. People so anyway, going back head. to my point, um, they believe that you may you could access the Akashic records through astral travel. So the Akashic records from our past episode 
It's like a, a library of information that from since the beginning of time. Like you can pull out information like who killed the dinosaurs. Like just for example, Akashic Records is like his history that's all in a library that's apparently it's in another realm that we can gain access to, like if we're able to get to that realm, but it's like a library of everything that's happened in history, which is the Akashic Records. And you can look it up you can look it up for anybody that you know. Yeah, you'll see the history of them. Everything is written out. Yep. Wild, right? Akashic Records. Yeah. Which I was reading maybe the Akashic Records to be like the Orion Belt. That could be like the Akashic Records. Like when yeah. you die, like, hey, you got a library card to Akashic Records. You can look up who shot Tupac and stuff. <laughs> it's, it's like that. <laughs> who really killed Biggie? Mm-hmm. Um, then the last thing I had was uh, that there's no known scientific evidence that proves astral projection exists. Um, some skeptics to believe uh, people who claim to have an out-of-body experience must be <clears throat> might just be on drugs. And um, some people also believe that astral projection is just imagining or being in a dreamlike state. So I feel like there's also obviously scientists that don't believe this is possible. Yeah, for sure. There is a study that I, I read about with astral projection that they did a study at a university where the the professor, right? Um, he actually, he left his cat. He left his cat at uh, like a cat center. Not a cat center, but kind of like a daycare for your cats. He left them there like overnight. And then he, okay. he did the astral projection to where he visited the place where his cat was at. And he was trying to pet his cat, and his cat was freaking out in the cage at that place. And there's even Whoa. camera footage, like, at the time where he fell asleep and he visited his cat, like, around 2 o'clock in the morning. And his cat was freaking out. So he was like, and then, you know, after he asked to project that day, right, he visited his cat. His cat was freaking out. He asked the place to show the camera footage at 2 o'clock. And then he watched the camera footage, and then you can see his cat fucking freaking out. In the cage. In, in real life. Yeah. Wow. And then this was like a professor. So this blew his mind, like when they were doing the study for astral travel. Uh, it was like a study in a university. The professor, he just made like a breakthrough, like on his own. So that makes him question everything now. Because if that's wow. possible, what else is possible? Yeah. It's really cool. That's cool, right? That's a cool story. I'm glad I remembered yeah. that. Yeah, I'm glad you did too. You know, that's wild. Like, cats and even animals, all animals really can see. I believe they see things that we can't. Yeah, they like, they vibrate on a different frequency. Yeah. Which I think is the positive frequency because, like, you can beat the shit up, like, out of a dog, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you're the owner. He's scared of you. But that dog will still love you, like, in the end. Like, he would, he would give you a second chance before a human would give you a second chance if you did that. Definitely. That's one crazy thing about animals. That's why Their a dog spelled backwards is God. And cat spelled backwards is Devil. Tech. Yeah, tat. <laughs> <laughs> My cats are not the devil. My cats are the angels. Cats are the gateway to the, the nether realms. <laughs> Bob says, so what happened to his cat when... 
when the cat came back home. Nothing. He went back home. He's, he's chill. He's a chill cat. The cat was just he's freaking out like, hey, why are you visiting us at 2 o'clock in the morning? The cat was like, what the fuck? What the hell is that glow around you? This is not you. <laughs> so the cat was like, what the fuck? Like, how are you in this? Like, you're in the world that we can see? Like, holy shit. So the cat probably freaked out because the cat thought that the owner was dead. You know how, oh, you know how yeah. animals, they can see, like, dead people? Yes. They have that connection to the spirit world and stuff? Yep. Like, you'll see camera footage of dogs fucking barking at a corner in the house. At nothing. And then the owner runs downstairs, right? He looks at the dogs like, what the fuck are you barking at? You're in trouble. The dog's like, dude, there's something in the corner of the wall, but I can't speak English, so why are you yelling at me? I'm here to protect you. Do you remember? Stop um, yelling. Do you remember the other week? I think it was last week that I I remember texting you and telling you that my cat was freaking me out because she kept on staring at the staircase and then she would, she would then, I don't know if you remember, but anyway, I'm going to tell you it again. Um, she was in like a dead sleep and then she woke up and she immediately started looking at the staircase. Now I was downstairs in my living room and then behind me on my couch is the stairs to go up. And she was staring so intently at the staircase, like something was there for like a solid five minutes. And then she finally like snapped out of it, went down, ate some of her food. And then she walks around. So it's my living room and then a, like an entryway into my dining room. So she was sitting on the floor and was looking through my dining room and all the lights are off at this point. Um, I only had like the TV on and then I had like a lamp on in my dining room. I mean, in my living room. And then I have um, purple lights that go up along my staircase. Um, so she then she was staring into the to, to the darkness into my dining room, which also leads into the kitchen for what felt like a while, too. And then she would look back up on at the stairs. It was the weirdest thing ever. And I think when it happened, it was Tuesday. And that was, I mean, I'll get a little personal here. That was the day that my ex killed himself. Oh, shit. So I'm wondering. Oh, shit. You see where I'm going with this? I'm wondering if he came to visit me and my cat picked up on his presence. That's fucking crazy. I thought about that after I had found out that, you know, he passed away. That's wild. It was the creepiest, creepiest fucking thing ever, and she hasn't done it since. So that was, like, the first time you see your cat doing something really strange like that? Yeah. And typically she'll look at the wall, or, like, up the wall, if, like, my neighbors are making a noise. But then she'll go right back to, to either, like, sleeping or doing whatever Holy she's doing. Holy shit, that's fucking goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah, she was freaking me out that night. I remember that so vividly fuck that's crazy that's wild yeah Mm. Bob no I did not take pictures I was too terrified to do anything I didn't even want to move like I was just so scared I didn't want to get up to try and like but like at that time you didn't know like your ex did that right you found out way later yeah I found out but it was that day because that day like a lot of stuff happened like with you that day where you remember that day 
So that was crazy. Like, I guess all those things happened on that day to make you remember, like, hey, on this day, like, I did all this, and it happened on the same day, like, where this tragedy happened. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Because it, was it wasn't no normal day because, like, other stuff normally happened, like, not normally, no. but you, you went through no. some life stuff on your own on that day, I remembered. Like, a memorable day. Yeah, but at it that was time, you didn't know that job. that happened. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very stressful day, very mentally and emotionally stressful day for me. And then experiencing that with my cat was just like, God, this is the last thing I need. <laughs> you know, I don't that need some crazy. spirits that was, that's in pretty my wild. home. It's <laughs> a crazy story. Yeah. You want to talk about Reiki healing or do you have more? I have no more, so let's move on to Reiki. Reiki healing. What is Reiki healing? All right, so Reiki healing, right? It's a it's a Japanese technique that they they did this a long time ago in Japanese, right? Uh, so the idea is for to reduce stress in people. It's like a type of healing where people they don't have to physically touch you. You know, it's almost like a transfer of energy. Mm-hmm. So you would. It looks crazy. It looks like woo woo shit. Like. If you would see like somebody doing Reiki healing, like in real life, right? I was watching a video and all they would do is just, they would place their hand like over like their head, right? And they would imagine like their energy going into that, their patient. And it looks crazy, but there's something going on. It's, it's a Japanese technique. It's like a transfer of energy. They got like Reiki healing where we can all heal each other like for free. We don't got to do nothing. It's just giving your energy to them. And it can help people like reduce like anxiety, stress, and everything. And it's a Japanese technique. I would watch videos where like the healer, they would place like a, a Tibetan bowl, like like the one I got, they would place it on their chest, right? And then they would go around the, the bowl to get the sound on their chest and get them into like a certain vibration. Uh, then they will start the healing. Oh, so that take like the energy from the Reiki bowl and that to the no, transfer. not the Reiki bowl. Oh, the Tibetan bowl. I mean, yes, the Tibetan bowl. Yeah, but then you're transferring it, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so the word Reiki is from two Japanese word, like Rei, which means God, and then Ki. It's, it stands for life force energy. So it'll be like God, life, force, energy. That's where they got the word Reiki. Okay. And all they do is you're not really getting a massage. Like they'll put you on like a massage table. Oh. And then they'll just focus on areas of your body where you're having like pains or something. And they just, their hands would hover over you and you could feel like, like the patient would describe, like I can feel like uh, like heat coming off their hands, like they can feel it. Like it sounds crazy. Even like the people that was learning how to do it, they're like, "Man, this is fucking crazy." But the one they started doing it, they're like, "Holy shit!" Like this is this is a thing. Like anybody can do it. Like we all can do it too. Like just lay somebody down and then just start it, meditating and trying to force your energy like into their energy. That feels like that? receiving that energy like i wonder if it's how powerful that that is 
or if it actually really does reduce the stress and anxiety. I think so. I want to try it though. Like yeah, I want to go to like a place that where they they do it so I can feel it. Right. You could properly feel it. Yeah, so I know what to look out for. Like if somebody were to practice that on me. The people will do it to you on the street. You'll know what to look for. I was like, oh shit, why is my arm so warm? And then the dude was like <laughs> this on my arm and shit. You know? It's like, ooh. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, that's a lot all of, my energy. <laughs> that's a lot of energy, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much everything I got on Reiki. Okay. People are upset. Maybe they're like, "Hey, you ripped us off in Reiki energy." But it's it's more it's more like a, a double meditation. You would lay down, you would feel relaxed, and then you just have somebody forcing energy like certain parts of your body without actually physically touching you. But they do at some point they would put their hands on your chest and stuff, and then you would just feel the energy because they're focusing on you know giving that energy to you that positive energy i feel like the, the the strongest form of transferring energy is actually like physical touch you know because that, that means like it's very strong yeah especially from somebody that you trust if yeah. you trust the person you trust the process you're going to get a better like uh experience for reiki healing interesting i wonder how you can do that like how do you become a reiki healer there's classes for it, but we can we can do it all ourselves. It's the intention of trying to heal somebody. You could do like right. whatever, like hey, you put your hands on somebody, like you can feel people's energy. You know how like when like a dickhead, right? They walk into a room when everything is all cool, but when the dickhead walks into the room, the whole oh, mood man. change. I'm like, yeah. oh shit, he fucked up the whole vibe. He or she fucked up the whole vibe. It's like that. Yeah. Carrying that type of energy. Or even somebody who radiates positive energy can just feel it instantly. Yeah. Yep. Cool. I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, crystals. Okay. All right. Be right back, guys. All right, guys. We are back. Hola. Hola. All right. So, so the last thing we're going to talk about is crystals. Special crystals, yeah. gems, crystals, stones, however you want to call it. I believe all crystals are special, by the way. They have to be special because why do they exist, right? Right. Something, everything in this world has a purpose. It's not an accident. It's like people saying, hey, why do mosquitoes exist? To suck the blood. Yeah, not only to suck the blood, but imagine if you got rid of all the mosquitoes. That would affect the whole ecosystem. It probably like it would. It would trickle down like. You know the, like the, the what's that was that shit? The circle of life. Yeah. It would collapse. Cause the thing that's eating the mosquitoes, they have nothing else to eat, so they can't survive. And the thing that's eating the stuff that's eating the mosquitoes, they can't survive. And then the stuff that's eating them, they got nothing else to eat anymore. And then it trickles down to like the big mammals, like hey. Okay. Yeah. And then it comes down to us. And then we all die. All because of mosquitoes? Mosquitoes, yep. As annoying as they can be? Yeah, everything has a purpose. Even you guys in the chat. We all have a purpose. Everybody has a purpose. 
All right, so the reason why we're talking about gems is because we're going to be going to a gem convention this weekend. But... And there's this one crystal that Terry told me about. It's a crystal that's super special. I had no idea, like, how special this crystal is. And it's very expensive, by the way. Like, if you were to look at, like, a real crystal, it's called Moldavite. So if you look up Moldavite, if you can get, like, a real Moldavite crystal, it's like a dime shape, right? Like this small, like a dime, would be, like, three to $400. To what? That's how special the crystal is. You know what's crazy is, like, even the um, bismuth is, for a small piece of bismuth, it's still pretty expensive, but it's nowhere near that expensive. Yeah, I think bismuth is more, it's a more common crystal than... Oh, yeah, definitely. ...than mold, moldvite, mold, how you say it? Moldvite. Moldvite. It's a more rare crystal. It's more, not rare, it's more common than, than moldvite, because moldvite is from... A meteorite crash mm-hmm. in Czech, Czech Republic. That's where it was at. In only that one location is where you can find like Moldavite crystals. Bismuth, you can, you can find that in multiple locations. And Bismuth is that crystal that looks, it looks fake. It looks like a, it looks like a video game crystal because the, the shapes are so like boxy and square. Like, do yes. you have your Bismuth crystal on you? Um, like, no, show, but I can go show, get show it. the people real quick. Like, go find the crystal. Like, she has a bismuth okay. crystal. Out of everything, she has one of those crystals, which is crazy. So nice. the bismuth crystal, like, if you have that crystal, right, you you can melt that crystal down and then let it dry up, and it will create its own little, like, squared structure, which is fucking crazy. Like another fun fact about that crystal, right, is actually using in pep- pepto-bismol uh, medicine. That's where they got the name. Like, this, that crystal is actually in that medicine. Crazy, right? And what's crazy about that medicine, right? It's like, you know, Asian people, when they drink alcohol, they get red, like some Asian people. So drink, they'll drink like Pepto, Pepto-Bismol. Is that how you say it? They, they'll drink that medicine, and then if they drink that medicine, and then they drink alcohol, they don't get that red face, which is freaking crazy. That is wild you guys in the chat people in the chat you guys know about that red face asian when they drink alcohol okay she's about to show the crystal the bismuth crystal bismuth yeah that's how it looks like i'm pretty sure it's too small for them to see but that's basically what it looks like yeah they can see that there it is yeah let it focus yeah let it focus a little yeah, do it one more time, because it did focus really good. It focuses, and then it doesn't focus. There it is, right there. Wait, there it is. Kind of. But yeah, that's, there it is. That's how it looks, and it looks all, it looks all perfect. So that's like one of the, the crystals I'm going to be looking at, like at the gym convention this Saturday. So hopefully like uh, I can see some color. cool shit. Chris says, he's like, no, nah, it's new to me. But yeah, that's is, like... Is uh, new? New to you, Chris? N- maybe not the time traveler crystal, but the other one. The, was it? I thought Bismuth was a time traveler. 
Try yeah, that's, that's the time traveling crystal. The Movadite. Oh, Moldavite. You know what's crazy about that Movadite crystal? Yeah. It was actually a TikTok trend like where people are saying, oh, don't, don't get this crystal because it has like, you know, like bad energy to it. But a lot of those people like on TikTok, they're buying fake Movadite crystals, which is like a, a green crystal. Like it's not a normal crystal that you see. Like it's not emerald crystal. But it's, it is green. Like it looks green. And some do look like black crystals and shit. But a lot of the crystals that they're selling, like on Instagram, not Instagram, but Etsy, it's fake. A lot of that shit is fake. If you, did you read about what the meeting and the properties behind Motivate? No. So why they say it's like kind of strong and powerful is because the energy. So the energy from the crystal is very overwhelming and powerful. So I think people are picking up the fake ones and probably getting fake energy off of it or negative energy off of it. But the real ones have very strong properties to it. Um, but in, and I remember looking this up last night. Um, it can also help open up the third eye or help yeah. with like having the third eye open. If it's paired with a specific kind of crystal, it actually, I think was like a diamond crystal. Yeah, a Herkimer diamond, which I've never heard before. It'll enhance the third eye visionary experience. Mm. And then um, pairing it with uh, rose quartz, uh, it assists in opening the heart and allowing love and light to pour in. Like the heart chakra, right? Yeah. Is that a thing? The heart chakra? Yes, it is. So it goes from like throat chakra, like crown. Yeah, throat, it goes. And then the heart. No. Crown. Uh, third eye. Forehead. Yeah, third eye. Third eye. I mean throat, sorry. Throat. Throat chakra. Heart. heart. Um, down to like your pelvis, you know, area. And then um, I think. What's the name of that shit? Hold on. Oh, it's hot. Yeah, yours has it on there. Mine doesn't. The solar plexus. Yeah. The solar plexus. And then I think there's another one that it gets to the root chakra. Okay, let me tell you, like, what's crazy about this this Moldavite stone, right? Or Moldavite crystal. So, it's from a meteorite that crashed in the Czech Republic 15 million years ago. And it's in this place called Bohemian uh, Plateau. So... The only place where you can find this Moldavite crystal is in the Czech Republic, in that one location where the Bohemian Plateau was at. And here's the crazy thing about that, uh, that meteorite crash. Like, it happened 15 mil- million years ago, right? And they said the force of the impact of the meteorite hitting the Earth, it was estimated at 6, six trillion megatons, which is like, uh, if you would... If you would gather up all the atomic bombs in the world, it wouldn't even equal to like the impact that that meteorite left on the Earth. So it hit the Earth that hard, 16 trillion tons, megatons, right? Wow. Like it hit the Earth so fucking hard 15 million years ago that you know how like when you, you heat up water, right? It turns into steam. Yeah. This shit hit the fucking Earth so hard that the fucking, the rocks 
became steam. <laughs> yeah, so the rocks was in steam form. It hit, it hit, it hit so hard. Like the rocks became like steam, right? And then when the steam, like it would cool down, it would rain down back on Earth. And then right when it dried up, it became moldavite. And that's all the moldavite that you'll see, like in the Czech Republic. It was from that meteorite crash that hit so it hit so hard. <laughs> like the meteorite hit so hard. This is true. Like scientists are saying that the meteorite was the reason why there was a magnetic shift in the Earth because it hit that hard. Where the whole magnetic hey. Earth, the whole everything shifted because of this this rock that hit the Earth. That's quite a quite a meteorite. Yeah, that's why like. The stones, the moldavite crystals that's around it, mm-hmm. carry so much energy, like from another place. Who knows what it is? They call it extraterrestrial energy. That that was from a rock from somewhere else. You know, came from space. Yeah, it's it's wild. People have like a lot of stories about this shit. Like I was watching a video with Robert Simmons. Like it's a video that Terry sent me. It's like an hour video of this dude speaking about his experience with moldavite. And his experience like started like in the eighties, when, like, um, he would get a whole bunch of moldavite crystals, right? And mm-hmm. like his girlfriend at that time, like she didn't, like she did, like she felt like the crystals, but he didn't feel it, because they were opening up like a, a a crystal shop, and he didn't feel no energy from none of it, but she felt everything. From and then all one, the crystals, huh? From all the crystals. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like, he had all the Moldavite crystals, and then he gave her one, right? And she, like, the minute, like, he gave her one, like, this is the first time she ever got, like, a Moldavite crystal. The minute, like, she, she got it, her face, like, froze, right? And she was looking at nothing. And then, like, the boyfriend's like, the fuck is going on? And then she had this crazy experience where she said she was, like, lifted out her body, and then she was shown, like, the whole universe and everything. Like, through, like, the eyes of, like, extraterrestrials. So, like, she, she, came, like, she came back down. And then she told him the story. And he was like, oh, man. You're, he was like, okay, like, I like this girl, but she's fucking crazy, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah, it was, it was a wild story because he, he was saying, like, the whole time when they were opening up the, the gym shop, he was like, mm-hmm. I don't feel nothing, but... I want to open up this shop because, you know, I, I want to make money and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, one day, right, he was like, what the fuck do I got to do to start feeling the energy of these crystals? Like, do I have to stick my ass? Like, at this time, it was, like, back in the 80s where he had a whole bunch of Moldavite crystals, like, bucket full, right? And now, like, we were saying, like, a little tiny piece of Moldavite, like a dime shape, is, like, three $400, Right. right. Imagine a fucking bucket full. That's a lot of money. Thousands. <laughs> yeah. So he had he had so much Moldavite, like real Moldavite, not like the fake one that Etsy is selling. There's a lot of fake stuff that they're selling on Etsy, and they're saying, oh, it's it's genuine Moldavite, and they're selling crystals that's like this big, like a quarter shape for twenty five dollars. Completely fake. So this dude back then in the eighties. He put his hands like in a bucket full of Moldavite crystals. Nothing happened. And then one day when he actually did it, right, he was, he took the crystals and he started meditating. And then he said like, 
his body like shot up out of earth where he could see like the whole earth. He was like, what the fuck is happening? You know, but he's, he's not under any drugs or nothing. All he was doing is meditating with the crystal. And then he shot out, out of his body. He saw the moon and everything. And then he saw like this bright, like yellow star. And then he just imagined traveling to that yellow star. So he would travel like through the fucking universe. And then he would get so close to the star to where the star looks like a sun now. And he was like, holy shit, like, am I really doing this? You know, this is all in his, in his living room. And like his girlfriend, like she was already like really spiritual so she can feel shit. So she was feeling like some type of weird energy because she was upstairs. And then she went downstairs to see what the fuck is going on. Right. Mm-hmm. So when the dude, he was coming out of his trip, like trying to come back to Earth after he did his crazy wild trip. like He's finally like felt the power of the crystal which was the multivite crystal, she came down, right? And she looked at him and she was like, you're fucking glowing right now. Because he did describe a moment before she came down where he felt like, a, like an energy light beam go through his whole body, like through all his chakras. And then it went back up. Like he felt everything opening up, like his, his throat, his crown, his, his pelvis, everything opened up. And then he felt full of light and energy. And she came down the stairs and she was like, you're full of light. Like out of nowhere. And he was like, yeah, I, I feel it, you know. And that was like a crazy moment for him to make him believe about like the energies of these crystals, which was that Moldavite crystal that opened up everything for him. That's awesome. We That's need wild. to get this crystal. Yeah, I want it. I want the real one, though. I want the real well, one. Can't we, we, we should be able to find one. Yeah, sure well, I think we'll find one at the gym show, but it's going to be so expensive. we got to put our money together. Not only that, but even I can look around in the shops that I go to. Here's like I wonder one... if it would determine, like, if you see one in real life, how would you know? Like, I'm wondering if, like, the energy is so strong even when you pick it up if you're going to know, or if it's going to come, like, the ones on Etsy apparently come with, like, a certificate of authenticity. Right. Um, well, here's here's one way you can see if it's real or not. Like they say, like new people that's holding the crystal, right? They didn't know nothing about it. Like they would grab onto the crystal and it would give off heat. Like they would feel heat come on off the crystal. Oh. And some other people, when they hold it, like maybe they don't feel the heat, but you'll see their face getting like red. Okay. That's another sign of, like, this is the real crystal. It's the real deal. Like, this is one of the crystals that it's, like, the most strongest where you can see the effects happen really fast. Like, the transformations of things, like, happening. That's why this crystal is so, like, uh, everybody wants it now. Well. Bob says, should I ho- hold on to it? I think, like, if we were to see this crystal at the gym show, it would be... Like one of those things where you have to to pay like pay to hold it because I remember when we were at the gym show, right? There were some crystals that were like really, I guess, like high valued, and on the glass, like it has a piece of paper saying like you have to pay first if you want to hold it because it was that expensive, like that type of crystal where they just can't let people hold in it. So I'm thinking. Moldavite might be one of those crystals where it's so valuable where they can't just let anybody hold that crystal. 
unless they're making the purchase or they're just paying like $20 just to hold it. Because it's like that important. I would think Moldavite um, would be one of those crystals. Oh, yeah. I mean, it will definitely be one of those crystals that's probably in a case that you can't just like pick up and grab. Yeah. Because <coughs> when we're at the gym show, right, there was a couple of crystals where they said like you couldn't touch. And I didn't read it until I touched it. You know, I was like, then after like I touched it, I was like, oh, shit, I'm not supposed to do this. Let me just put it back. But I'm sure, like, a Moldavite crystal, which is, like, maybe one of the most expensive crystals, like, you can buy at, like, a gym show, I would assume that it would be behind, like, some type of protection class. Yeah, I'm sure they wouldn't have it just out for anybody to pick up. Yeah, it's it's a wild crystal, a crystal, like... It's like a high-level crystal. It's... <laughs> yeah, it goes back to, like, even before, like, Jesus Christ days like they worship this crystal like a like a something that was sacred you know mm-hmm. it had t- it has ties like even back to like let's say the holy grail because the guy was speaking about the holy grail how it contained like a cup that was has something to do with some type of green crystal and then if you think about it maybe it could it could have been the multivite crystal it could have been because that crystal was before all of that when it probably was. Yeah. Bob says the expensive one I have. The expensive one have signed and under the showcase glass. Yeah. She says I'm gonna get the moon ring. What is the moon ring? Yeah, so this is like people been they've been collecting that crystal like even before Jesus was born. Over twenty five thousand years ago, they've been collecting it. That's another thing around. with the crystal that's weird about it, like it does have like weird energy to it, but another weird thing that people that own the crystal that talks about it, like this that is like it's a type of like a, a trickster stone. Like, for example, they will put the stone somewhere like on their their dresser, right? And then it mm-hmm. would disappear for like two weeks, and then it'll show up in like a, a pottery plant in your house. <laughs> so it would do weird things like that. Like, where they say the stone would disappear, then it, it would appear somewhere else. Which is like, hey, like, this crystal has a mind of its own. Like, there's another instance where, like, this guy, right, where, you know, he has a gem shop, and then one of the customers, they bought a, a Moldavite crystal, right? They put it in the yeah. house, and then they said, hey, it disappeared. So the lady, she goes back to the shop. She's like, hey, like, I bought a crystal from you, and it's gone. Like, what did you did you pay somebody to come back and take the crystal because I can't find it because I left it on my bookshelf now it's gone like where's my crystal that dude was like I don't know where your crystal is at like you bought it from here like what I'm gonna go in your house and take the crystal right so like later like the lady she has like this safe like you know like in the bank when you could put like like special stuff away and it's yeah, stored safe deposit box. yeah a safe deposit box right uh-huh she took, like, something out of her safe deposit box, like, in a pouch. And she, you know, she felt the pouch up. She's like, what's this big thing in the pouch? Open up the pouch up. Guess what it was, was in there? there. A Moldavite crystal. Wow. So she was like, okay, this is fucking impossible. How can that happen? No, it's not impossible. Uh, this, she saw the crystal in there, and she's like, holy shit, this is, 
this is real life. Like, this crystal played tricks like that. Like, they played it so well to where it's impossible to explain what happened. Because she That's never touched point. that safe deposit box, right? She put the she bought the crystal, she put it on her bookshelf, and next thing you know, it disappeared. And then it happens to be in a, a safe deposit box in like a pouch where she put money in. What are the odds of that? That's it. That's fucking impossible. Because the the bank has records of you, how, of you, how, like how many times you go to a safe deposit box, right? They have records yeah, you of have that. to sign. You have to yeah. sign an entry card, and only the owner of the box can go in. Yeah. So like, for that crystal to appear in in the safe deposit box, what do you think is going on? Is that crazy? That's crazy. But the thing with crystals is they all have a mind of their own. Like every crystal you were meant to come into contact with was meant to be with you. And then I have learned and I've obviously had it happen to me where I've had crystals disappear on me. And yes, that's crazy. I thought about you when I heard that story. Well, I've had that. And then I actually had a clear quartz that just disappeared. It was sitting on my, this happened like a year ago, actually a year and a half to two years ago. Um, I had it sitting on my windowsill, getting like the energy, charging up the energy. And it was gone the next day. And I looked everywhere. I looked to see if there was a hole in my window and like the wind, um, the screen. Um, and there wasn't. And I ended up going back to the shop to get another one. And I asked the person there what that means. And they claim that when a crystal leaves, it's done its purpose and its job for you specifically that you wanted it to do. And now it's going to be moved on to help somebody else. Whoa. Yeah. So like every crystal that you lost, it never came back into your life? Nope. I still have yet to find. Well, I never found the ring. That um, is a different meaning, though, I think. I don't know. Because I had it for I had it not even for a full 24 hours before it disappeared on me. Um but the clear quartz I had for a while. I had for about a year or so. And I never found it. Ever. Again. That's and wild. I bought another one. <laughs> and that's gone too, right? No, that's still here. I have, <laughs> so all my crystals that I have are still accounted for. <laughs> There's like another instance where this guy was saying like... Because usually when his crystals goes missing, they go missing for like two or three weeks. Or like a month, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, one time, like, where it happened, he said that one of his crystals went missing for 14 years. 14 years? <laughs> yeah. Where, like, they were living, like, in the U.S., and they were planning a trip to go to New Zealand. And then, like, he was like, okay, well, like, what pants should I wear? And what's crazy it is, like, the pants that he had available to wear was, like, a pants that he bought where he never wore before. It still has, like, the tags from the store. Mm-hmm. from i don't know how long ago he never wore the pants he was like you know what i'm gonna try these pants on like let's see if this fits you know i bought this so long ago i never wore it so he wore the pants for the first time checked the pockets and guess what's there his motivite crystal so weird yeah it's so crazy so like they're saying like the motivite crystal they have like like this trickster trait to it where 
they go missing from time to time, and then they'll show up in places that you would never imagine. Because there is this scientist, right? His name is like John Mack, a scientist, where he was trying to study like why the phenomenon behind the, the Moldavite crystal where it disappears. Uh-huh. And he studied it and everything. Like he was going to write a book about it because he was coming like, uh, like he was, like he, the experiment was to the point where he can't really explain no more, like with science, because it doesn't make sense no more. Mm-hmm. And he was going to write a book about it. It's a scientist. He was going to write a book about it, but then he passed away before he can write it. But you know, scientists were studying this crystals like a long time ago, like the uh-huh. properties of, okay, why does it disappear? Like, this is just a joke. And then they get the crystals for themselves. They do the experiment. They're like, holy shit, the crystal is gone. Where is it now? Oh, it's in my fucking, my cat litter box. <laughs> how, how is it in the cat litter box? <laughs> yeah, it'd be like weird places like that, and it plays that's tricks scary. on people. So that's scary. That's like one thing. Like um, I think TikTok, they it was a trend on TikTok, but a lot of the people that was on TikTok, they had fake crystals. It wasn't even the real Moldavite crystal. Yeah, they thought they were buying the real shit, but the real shit is actually really expensive. Like we were saying, like a dime piece is like over three hundred dollars for a dime piece. Of a, a modified crystal. I feel like they're just doing it for the TikTok trend too, for like the clout, you know. Yeah, and they were saying like a lot of negative things about it, saying, "Oh, you don't, you don't want this crystal. Like, it brings like a lot of negativity and and all this bad shit." But and then I look at the crystals, like, "Oh shit, they got fake crystals. What are they, what are they talking about? They just Crazy feed shit. into the hype, and then they yeah. That's why like the crystal the maybe that's why it's more expensive now." It could be. Yeah, because you see like a crystal. Yeah, you see like a crystal that's like like maybe like two inches, right? It's like seven hundred dollars. Come on, that's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, that's ridiculous. That is why the most I've ever paid for a crystal was. Bob says he has no work to do now. Yeah, the dude. uh, If you watch that video, Terry, he sent me that video. He sent it to me today. I listened to the whole shit. It was like an hour long. It's super deep old the guy in like the 80s when he was opening up this crystal shop he didn't believe none of this it's like in the 80s like come on a gem shop at that time you're not gonna make money no everything is fake but it's so crazy how he he didn't feel nothing he didn't feel no energy from the crystals until that one day he meditated with a moldavite crystal and he got shot up out of his body Flying through the universe, like astral projections. Proves how strong crystals could be. Yeah, he's saying like out of all the crystals, like Moldavite is the strongest crystal, like where you can actually see shit happen. Mhm. I want one. Yeah, I really want one now. <laughs> I want one so that's bad. A, that's our that's our goal. Yeah, one we can like ship in it. our money. Like when we go Saturday, if we see one, we can like put in like. Four people bank account together and get one. Because it's not like, it's not big because you know how like when the meteorite hit, right? It, it hit the stones and it all, the stones like evaporated. It became steam and then it started raining down. So the crystals, right? It looks like small little raindrops. That's why like the size, like the side of the crystal is not like a, like perfectly shaped, like geometric shapes. Like how you see like yeah. in like, like mm-hmm. clear quartz or something. 
Because, yeah. like, they're saying this crystal is not really a real crystal. It's like another name that y'all just call it. It's like something with the A word. Like, like uh, Amaphorist crystal, which is not like a real legit crystal because the way this crystal was formed, it's like when it, it, it cooled down, right? Everything went in all different directions. Like a real crystal, right? They go into like, like left, right, or whatever, how it's formed, like geometric shape, like perfect shape. Mm-hmm. Like the, right. the Moldavite crystal, it went random directions. It wasn't, it wasn't doing the same shit that the crystals went through because it went through like a different, like a, a different event where it skipped like the crystal phase where it was doing the normal shit because it got heated up to like, I don't know how hot that shit got. Super hot, I'm guessing, because it got so hot where it was it would evaporate into the air, then it started raining, and then it, it cooled down and it created a moldavite, which is like the only crystal like that. Unique crystal. Yeah, it's really special. And you're right, I haven't seen any that were like perfectly carved into like like how this uh, rose quartz is. It's yeah, a, the way those are formed, point. it's formed like the natural way how a crystal form like on Earth. But the way Moldavite was formed was, it was chaotic. It went in any direction, like the way it was shaped. That's why it's not, it's like a, there's never like a perfect shape. So Well, it's its own natural shape. Yeah, it it, it formed into like whatever direction. It's like yeah. anything goes with Play-Doh. Because it, it was like a completely different ball game. Anything goes with Play-Doh. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was wild. That's why... Like they're saying, hey, if you ever see like a Moldavite crystal where all the shapes are like super perfect, that's not a Moldavite crystal. It's There's wrong. a lot of ways. Like I would have to touch the crystal first to see if it would be like a legit crystal because there's so many fakes out there. Etsy has so many fake crystals out there. They're selling like they say genuine Moldavite crystal, right? And it's like super big, like maybe like a half dollar shape. And they're putting like in like a pendant, like a necklace pendant, selling for like twenty five to thirty five dollars. I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. That big of a moldavite crystal sold for that cheap, you know it's fake. And then you see like another post on Instagram, like a little tiny, <laughs> a little tiny piece of a rock, and then it's like sold for almost five hundred. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> so, is the more expensive ones are the legitimate ones yeah but like for sure i would never buy that like on the internet you would have to go to like a gym show and see for yourself that's the only way you'll know you're getting the real shit touch it feel it see if you feel anything that's the only way but that's crazy right like it has that trickster that trickster factor to the stone where it can disappear whenever it wants it has its own mind like hey i want to i want to go somewhere else for 14 years, I'll be back. At least it came back. <laughs> yeah, I'll be so sad. Imagine, like, you buy a crystal and it just disappeared, and you're like, where did yeah, right? it go? And then it, it shows up, like, five years later. Spend a couple hundred dollars on a crystal just for it to disappear. I know, right? That's so fucking crazy. But to say in the Moldavite, it carries, like, the most, like, they call it, he said he, the guy was saying he calls it like the fast and the furious of stones because things happen fast. Like as soon as you get the crystal, like you see shit happen fast. Like not like uh, regular crystals, like let's say the rose quartz where it clears your energy and stuff. 
which takes time to do all that shit. They're saying this crystal was the only one that everything happens almost instantly. That's why it's so special. That's why I guess it's like TikTok, they blew it up. Uh, they, they fucked up. They blew up that stone. Now, now the price is more expensive. But now a lot of people, they're buying a lot of fake stuff too. So Yeah. So it's crazy. Chris says, I would be pissed. What did Bob say? Bob says, what, uh, what if you feel nothing? Oh, if you feel nothing, you're pretty much like a robot, like NPC. Non-playable character. Oh, no, not necessarily, because that guy didn't feel anything. He put his hand in the bucket of the Moldavite, and he didn't feel anything. Oh. It wasn't until he meditated that he felt something. Hey. So he's not necessarily an NPC. Correcto. Yeah, that's uh, good that you paid attention to that. But, okay, that I is true. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Because, dude, he didn't feel anything. Like, he was one of those guys where, okay, the door opened up. I didn't feel nothing. Maybe it was ghost. Maybe it was the wind. But he was one of those guys where he was like, why can't I feel the energy of this crystal? So like he, put his, he put his hands into like a bucket full of Moldavite. Nothing. Until one day, took a crystal. He said, hey, I'm going to meditate. Let's just see what happened. Because like the girlfriend he dated, he ended up getting married to her. Like uh, she was like, because like the first, he didn't believe in these crystals, right? The first time he gave her the crystal and she fucking... She froze, like, right in front of him. This before they were dating. And he was like, oh, shit. Like, I just, like, I just gave a crystal to a crazy girl. Like, she's about to freak out. So she got the crystal, right? And she said she fucking zapped out of her body. She went through it, like, th- throughout the whole universe. And then she came back, and she told him all the shit. She's like, he's like, oh, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> but then they end up getting married. And then later he had the same experience where he was zapped out of his body. And then he finally was able to... Like, experience what she experienced. That's why, like, their relationship is fucking crazy. Like, they're, they're really connected, like, in this world. Bob says the seller has a sign. No meditation. No meditation. <laughs> <laughs> You're screwed then. How are you going to know? You yeah. just got to trust that seller's word. I, I mean, I feel like if it's being sold at a gem show, you probably it would probably be legit. Especially if you're spending, like, let's say over $600. They would have to give you like some type of like certificate of authenticity or whatever. Because it's, it's only from one location. It's not found in any other location. It's found in the Czech Republic, in the Bohemian like, plateau. <clears throat> Do you know if there's a limited quality or quantity, I mean? Like what a do you number, mean? like a specific. I wonder how many there is left in the world. I have no idea. But the fact that this dude, like in the 80s, he was getting like bucket full of this stuff. Yeah. But this is like back in the 80s where nobody gave a fuck about this shit. Yeah. Like I would say like the value of it, it blew up because TikTok kind of blew that shit up. Now like the prices for this Moldavite crystals, it's ridiculous. Right? Like a dime shape, $300 for a dime shape. Yeah. So they're, they're like the people who actually own this type of crystals, what they're doing, they're cutting these crystals down. And then they're reselling it. Crazy, uh, right? Oh, okay. And then what China's doing, man. China, there's... China alone China. is like a trickster. They can fucking make anything. So I, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. But they're... If you buy like a Moldavite crystal and it says ship from China, 100%, that shit is fake. 
Probably. For sure. And they do it so well, too, to where it looks like the fucking crystal, but they put some other voodoo shit on the crystal you don't even know. Just some bad news, you know? <laughs> but yeah, that's all I have for this crystal. We did, we did good. Yeah, how, how long has it been? Almost two hours. Oh, damn, I didn't think it was going to go for that long. <laughs> Maybe two hours. So we did like a real full episode. Oh, good. Yeah, we did good. You did a good job on your dreams. And next week we'll have Chris back on on Tuesday, back on a regular scheduled program. I don't even know what we're talking about. So you guys just stick around for that. And I'm going to show you guys what I, I bought from the gym show because this is going to be this Saturday. We're going to go, and then I don't know what I'm going to get yet. I have an idea of what I'm looking for. So hopefully, like, I get what I want, and then I'll, I'm going to show everybody on Tuesday. Cool. Can't wait. It's going to be fun. I really hope you find it. I really hope I get a Moldavite crystal. Even that's when I got to pull out my, my cryptocurrency to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I like, hey, charge it on my Coinbase account. <laughs> you never know. It might get down to that. Yeah. If I see it and it just looks right, I feel it. I feel the energy. I was like, fuck it. I have to buy it. You know? Yeah. And then I buy it, right? Like, let's say, for example, and then I put it, like, on the bookshelf, and then it disappears. I'm like, oh, fuck. It's real. <laughs> what if I get it? I'll freak out. I know, right? <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> what is it doing at your house? <laughs> I would fucking freak out. I, I don't even know. I probably would cancel the whole podcast. Like, try to, you know, figure out what life is all about. Because that's crazy. That would, that be, would be wild. That would be, like, a life-changing moment. Or I was like, fuck it. I'm yeah. not going to work no more. I'm like, fuck it. Like, make me go to work. <laughs> Nothing's real no more. Nope. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you guys for joining us for this episode. Episode number 72 on dreams and Reiki healing. We'll catch you guys next week back with... Chris, unholy Jesus. Yep. Peace out, guys. Adios.